بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد فحياكم الله جميعا جزاكم الله خير for your attendance in the beginning of a few days وبإذن الله تعالى ندرس معا we sit down and we study together some selected hadith from كتاب السنن كتاب السنن من السنن أبي داود and before we begin no doubt uh, I'd like to apologize for the late beginning of the lecture and بإذن الله تعالى due to the late start it may restrict us in how many things that we can take from uh, this lesson this lecture beginning lecture but Allah will cover as much as we can in the time that we have and bearing in mind the time that maybe the brothers have given as well the beginning before we go into any of the hadith I mention any of the fawaid from the hadith from our mashaykh ulama of Ahlul Sunnah primarily Shaykh Ahmed and Najmi Rahimahullah Ta'ala Likewise, Shaykh and Shaykh Ubaid Al Jabri, Hafidahullah. Before we begin with the fawaid from these hadith, from these narrations, I believe that no doubt it would be a good place to start to discuss the affair of hadith itself. Hadith in definition, understanding some affairs in relation to hadith itself, as well as the Sunan of Abi Dawood. Sunnah of Abi Dawood, the book itself, the manhaj in the book itself, and the manhaj in relation to other kutub al-hadith. And so this is what we're going to discuss, and it will be a brief lecture in this, uh, in, um, in this sitting, insha'Allah. But this is something as a maqaddimah for what we're going to continue with, bi'inilahi ta'ala. And so the first thing, no doubt, we begin with is the affair of hadith. Hadith and definition. And a hadith is a quote, is a statement of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wa fa'l wa taqrirati wa sifatihi al-khalqi wa khulqiya So the hadith is a definite indefinition is a statement or aqwal statements of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam his actions, his approvals, the things that he approved of by way of his silence, things that were done in his presence, and he approved of it in silence, as well as the taqrirat, or as well as the sifat rather, the descriptions of him by way of his mannerisms, وسلم, as well as his physical descriptions. Each and every one of these things encompasses the definition of a hadith a definition of a hadith and in relation to this we find that this is the same definition which is used for a seerah as well the definition of a seerah likewise it's the same definition with Ahlu hadith the people of hadith muhaddithun it's the same definition used for a sunnah. 
sunnah the tariqah the way of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi this is the definition which is given and this is different this is opposes or this is something which differs rather from other definitions given to the sunnah for example the definition of the fuqaha the scholars of fiqh is that a sunnah is something which is mustahab and definition that something which is sunnah is it a fair that if it is if it's performed then you're rewarded and if you do not perform it then you're not punished for that or you're not sinful for, for not doing the action and so this is the third hadith in its definition and hadith are of different types in relation to the matan as well in relation to the text of the hadith itself the first type is al hadith al-Qudsi al hadith al-Qudsi and this is the hadith the narration that has been narrated directly from Allah to the Messenger of Allah so the Nabi who narrates the narration from his Lord and this is Hadith Qudsi and as some of the ulama mentioned Hadith only mentioned there are some differences between Hadith Qudsi and Quran some differences between Hadith Qudsi and Quran who could think of any? That's one. Hadith Qudsi is not recited in Salah. So you're going to say? No. Not recited in Tajweed. No. So Hadith Qudsi is not recited in Tajweed, not recited in Salah as well. What else? You can find, you can have a Hadith Qudsi with a Mutawatir as well. But Quran, no, that's Mutawatir. What else? No. So all of Qur'an, mutawatir, however, Hadith Qudsi is open to bahf and research into its authenticity and level of, of its authenticity. Naam. The specific rewards mentioned for recitation of Qur'an, however, Hadith Qudsi is not mentioned. Likewise, in relation to the strongest opinion as well about a Hadith, is that you can narrate a Hadith bima'na. You can narrate a hadith by meaning. And hadith Qudsi is the same. Hadith Qudsi is the same. That you can narrate a hadith, a hadith Qudsi, bimana. However, Quran, or that Quran cannot be recited by meaning. Naam, so you can narrate hadith, any hadith, by meaning. However, Quran cannot be narrated by meaning or recited by meaning. And in relation to the strong proof that is given for this that why hadith can be narrated by meaning is a proof that the Shafi'iyah mentioned and the Shafi'iyah they mentioned that hadith can be narrated by meaning because a person that is entrusted to give da'wah he can be entrusted to give da'wah to a, in a land that does not have Arabic as the first language and so just as Arabic is not the first language the person narrates a hadith or narrates certain affairs of Islam in other than Arabic and this is something which is your Jews, something which is permissible, and everyone will agree this is permissible. So no doubt, 
if you can narrate hadith in another language, then you can narrate it with the same meaning in the Arabic language as well. Ma'am, and this is something which is relative to hadith Qudsi. Ma'am, to hadith al Qudsi. Then we have al hadith which is marfu'a. Al hadith which is marfu'a. Al hadith in marfu'a is a hadith which is narrated directly from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is described directly from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we have something which is marfu' directly marfu' or something which is marfu' hukman that takes the ruling of being marfu' and something which is marfu' is a narration that comes directly from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a narration from the Messenger of Allah mentions an affair and no doubt this is marfu' which is authentic then it's marfu' and something which takes the ruling of something which is marfu' is an affair that is narrated by a sahabi however it can only be from the messenger of Allah it can only have been from the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa because it's something which is directly linked to the wahi this is hadith which is marfu' Then the next type of narration we have is Al-Hadith or Al-Athar Mawkuf Al-Mawkuf in relation to the matin itself, the text itself is a narration that comes from a Sahabi a narration of a Sahabi and then we have Maqdu' Naam, Hadith Maqdu' And this is a narration from a tabi'i or other than them. Madunahum. A narration of a tabi'i or someone that is in a lesser a level of a tabi'i. So these are the levels of narrations in relation to the matin of the hadith itself. And no doubt as well, when we look at hadith, we have to look at the authenticity of hadith. And the greater of hadith there are three main graders of hadith three main graders of hadith the first of them is a sahih a hadith of sahih a hadith of sahih is what ikhwan? what are the conditions of hadith of sahih? connected chain so the chain narration has to be connected Naam. the adala of of all of the narrators the all of the narrators have to be trustworthy Naam. upright in their deen Naam. What else? Dubbed, which is precision of the of the narrator. Naam, the narrators have in all the throughout the chain, narrators have to be precise. No? Shuduf, so there cannot be any contradictions to a narration which is stronger than it, so it can't be shared. And there can't be any ilal. There cannot be any ilal which is any deficiencies, hidden deficiencies. So the first there are three there are three conditions that have to be present now for hadith to be sahih three conditions three of those five have to be present whilst two of those conditions cannot be present now three of them have to be present two of them cannot be present who remembers the fourth one can't be sure they can't contradict a narration that is stronger than it now so the first is that the chain of narration has to be connected from the beginning all the way to the end 
there cannot be a break in the chain. Naam. So the break in the chain cannot occur at the level of or beginning of the Sahabi. For example, a tabi'i narrates directly from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now there's a break in the narration now. Naam. And so this hadith cannot be regarded as being sahih directly. And this is what? If it mursal. Naam. So a hadith that is narrated from a tabi'i directly to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then this hadith cannot be considered to be sahih. Or if there's a break in the chain of narration, two or more in, a, in succession. Naam. Two or more in succession. Then this cannot be considered to be hadith sahih because there's a breakage. This is hadith what? Mu'adal. Naam, hadith Mu'adal. Or there's a breakage from the narrator itself, the one that is, that is governing the, the narrations. Naam, so there's a breakage from, from him, I mean from his shaykh. So this is hadith what? Naam. So each of these narrations cannot be considered to be hadith sahih. Each of these narrations cannot be considered to be a hadith sahih because it breaks this condition. The next is Adala. Ma'am, the brothers mentioned Adala. If someone been upright in their deen, then the narrators need to be upright in their deen in order for the hadith to be sahih. And if the narrator is regarded and is required for him to be upright in his deen, then there are two ways that this can be broken. Ma'am, you have a da'af. Would you know a da'af and shadid? Or da'af and yasir? So you have a severe, naam, severe um, weakness or a small weakness. Now which is less in severity and weakness. These are two types. The Dafin Shadid, for example, is if the narrator is kadab, is a liar. The narrator is a liar. There's no way that now this narration could be strengthened. Because he is not known to be upright in his religion, he's known to be li a liar. And when you say a liar, what is meant by a liar? A liar, so it says Fulan Kadab. Naam. This individual, Yaktib al Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. So he lies upon the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This person, no doubt, their narration cannot be accepted. Naam. Because no doubt we have the hadith when the Nabi. Alayhi salatu wassalam states, Man kadaba alayya muta'ammadan falayatabawa'a maqadahu min al-nar The whoever lies upon me intentionally, then let him take his seat within the hellfire. And then we have the individual which is muhtahm al-kadab. Likewise, it's a severe weakness in their trustworthiness. The one which is muhtahm, the one that's accused of lying, is what? Muhtahm. Was accused of lying, but what's it? What, why is it said that he's accused of lying? Unnecessarily. There's a person that lies fi hadith and nas. He lies. He lies in regards to the speech of the people. Naam. He lies in regards to the speech of the people. So it's feared that he would lie against the messenger against the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And so his hadith left naam matruk. The hadith matruka. So these are strong weaknesses. And then we have weaknesses which aren't as strong. For example, 
the one that falls into the khawarim and maru'ah, for example. Naam, so he falls into affairs which oppose that which should befit him, or affairs that are known for Talib al-Ilm. Naam, or Shaykh or Rabi al-Hadith. That the Rabi al-Hadith, no doubt they carry themselves in a particular manner. The narrator carries himself in a particular manner. Because he's carrying the hadith and the Messenger of Allah. He's memorized. He's written down the wahi. And so, this should become manifest in how he carries himself as a person. If, for example, he performs certain actions, or he does certain actions, which oppose this, then no doubt he'll be looked at differently. And this is something which can affect him being seen as upright in his deen. Then we have the affair, the third condition, which was the condition that has to be present. So we said the connected chain, the uprightness in deen, the bhakt which is precision. That the narrator has to be precise, and precision is of two types. Dabtu sadr wa dabt kitab. Dabtu sadr wa dabt kitab. So the narrator has to be precise by way of their memorization or what they've written down. And so no doubt, if a person falls into error in their memory, in a shadeed manner, is that they have ghafla. They're heedless how they, memor- how they narrate. They're giving no attention, having no attention with what they're narrating. And this is something with shadeed. Or they have an individual which is say al-hif, which is lesser to a degree. They have a bad, they have a poor memory. They try to memorize but their memory isn't strong enough or their memories become weaker. Now, this is lesser so. He doesn't have ghafla, he's not heedless. He'd still give his attention to it, however, his memory is not at that ex- to that extent anymore. Or never at that extent. And then we have Dabt al-Kitaba. And Dabt al-Kitaba, the person that is precise in their writing. And I want to precise in how they write. It's upon this individual. It's upon this individual that he has Siyanatul Kitab. That he preserves his book. He maintains his book. And no doubt it's something which is seen as Arab. Something shameful. And, for example, if someone was seen to do this, the narrations wouldn't be accepted if the person maybe left his book somewhere. If he left his book somewhere, the narrator left his book somewhere without giving any, any due attention to it, without any due diligence with his book. He left it somewhere, and so now it's open to someone, opening up the book, changing the narrations, now writing in it, editing what he'd written. So the one that has dubbed al-kitab has siyat al-kitab, he maintains what he's written down as well. And then we have shaf. And the, the narration cannot be shared. The narration cannot oppose a narration which is stronger than it. Naam, a narration that is stronger than it. And the fifth one we mentioned is that a narration cannot oppose something, cannot oppose a narration, or afwan. A narration cannot have any hidden defects. Naam, the narration cannot have any hidden defects. And why do we mention hidden defects? Why is it mentioned hidden defects? Why is it not defects? 
us? No, but what is specified hidden? Hidden defense. So if if it's if if it's looking for the hidden defect, as the back all that goes about saying that the, that the defect which isn't hidden is something which makes it weak. But when we're talking about the the muhaddith, he's making bath. He's he's searching. He's searching the hadith. He's researching to find out if the hadith is sahih or not, not authentic or not, can be accepted or not. The person needs to look for the hidden defects. As some of the imma uh, mentioned, and the muhaddithin they mentioned, they mentioned that this affair of ilm is like ilham it's inspiration that is not something which is easily found and rather is what is, ne- what is needed for a person to be strong in ill a strong in understanding ill is having tatabwa of the narrations look at narrations read the narrations knowing the rawat as in then a person identifies these hidden defects as Ibn Abi Hatim mentions as well that this affair of ill is not for the awam. Al-Ilal is not for the awam. And here, Rahimahullah, when referring to the awam, he's not referring to the general person. Rather, the awam he was referring to was the fuqaha. And no doubt, this is a delete. This is proof that every individual has a takhassus. Every individual has a takhassus. Every individual has his specification, where he specifies his studies, where he specifies. Now his teachings. So we take from the individuals first and foremost that specialize that specialize in specific fields. So this is the hadith of Sahih. This is the hadith of Sahih. Now that the hadith has these five conditions, adheres these five conditions. And then we have a hadith Hassan. Al hadith Hassan. And hadith Hassan is of Two types. Hadith Hassan is of two types. Hassan Lidatihi wa Hassan Lirihi. So it's Hassan within its own self, or it's been made Hassan due to something else as well. Another narration or other narrations. So the first is Hadith Hassan. Hadith Hassan Lidatihi, the Hadith Hassan, which is Hassan within its own self, is a Hadith that has all of the same conditions as Hadith Sahih. In the same conditions, except that the dot of the rawat or some of the rawat, some of the narrators in that that chain, is slightly less. So they're slightly less precise. Now, however, they have all the same conditions, except that the dot, the, the precision of some of the narrators is slightly less. And then we have hadith, which is Hassan Leghairihi. A hadith Hassan Leghairihi is a hadith where the hadith in of itself is a hadith da'if. It's a weak hadith. However, the da'if, the weakness is a slight weakness. Da'if al-yasir, it's a slight weakness. So it's not a hadith where you have the kadab, for example. The liar in the narration. Naam. But maybe the hadith, as a narrator, who has poor memory. Who knows have poor memory from time to time. So, and these narrations are gathered together, however. So the narrations which are the same, that are gathered together, and some of them are weak, however, they strengthen each other. They strengthen each other until they reach the level of Hassan. They reach the level of Hassan. And these are a hadith. So these are hadith Hassan. And so, due to this fact, we state that for hadith Sahih, there has to be five 
conditions that we mentioned. However, for hadith maqbul, in order for hadith to be accepted, there are six conditions. There are six conditions. The five previously mentioned. The isnad, the generation has to be connected. The narrators have to be upright, have adala, be upright in their religion. The narrators have to be precise to a particular level. There cannot be any contradictions in the narration. And the narration cannot have any hidden defects. The sixth one is that in the event of a weakness in the narration, there are other narrations that can strengthen it. There are other narrations that can strengthen it. So we state that these are the six conditions for a hadith, for a narration to be accepted. And then finally we have a hadith which is da'if. And in relation to the definition of hadith da'if, then there are some ikhtilafah, some differences. Some state, as Shaykh Abdullah Bukhari, he mentions that some muhadithin they state that a hadith which is da'if, the definition of hadith da'if is that the dot, the precision of the rawi, the precision of the narrators, have, have gone down the level, have gone down a level lower than Hassan. So it will no longer be stated as Hassan. So Hadith Ta'if is directly related to the precision of the narrators. That's what we're talking more specifically. If we're talking more generally of a Hadith Ta'if, then it's a Hadith where any of the narrators, any of the narrators within or hadith da'if rather is that where any of the conditions for hadith maqbul are not, are not present. So there's a breakage in the chain, or there's narrators that are not upright in their religion, or the narrators are not precise to a particular level, or there are contradictions, or there are hidden defects. Naam, or the narration itself cannot strengthen each other. Narrations cannot strengthen one another. This is hadith da'if. And then some of the muhaddithin they mention, these are the three. And some of the muhaddithin mention a fourth category, a fourth separate category. No doubt it's it's, it comes along with hadith da'if, however they mention it separately due to the nature of it, due to the severe nature of it. And what is that, ikhwan? Hadith mawdu'a. Hadith mawdu'a. Now I'm fabricating narrations. Fabricated narrations where a person has fabricated or lied against the Messenger of Allah and there are different reasons as to why a person would do so. There are different reasons that are mentioned as to why an individual would lie against the Nabi والسلام. From them, from these reasons, is intisar that a person is seeking to bring aid to his madhab in fiqh to his fiqh madhab he seeks to bring aid to his fiqh madhab so because of that he, he fabricates narrations or intisar the madhab al-aqadi that a person is seeking to bring about aid for his madhab in itiqad in belief in Crete, so he fabricates narrations. Other people, another reason is that they will fabricate narrations in order to seek ruayat. They're seeking to have many narrations. 
So I said, for example, that Fulan, he has many narrations. So we go to him, so so to seek these narrations from him. So he makes up narrations. He fabricates narrations. So it appears it has more than he actually does. Likewise, an individual may do so for asbab as-siyasiyah, for reasons of politics, to seek nearness or to, to gain closeness to rulers, narrates and fabricate narrations that may be endearing to rulers. As these are the reasons that people find that they fabricate these narrations. And no doubt the ruler for this is that it's haram. The hukum shara is that it's haram. Due to the previously mentioned hadith, man kadaba aliyya muta'amadan that whoever lies upon me intentionally then let him take his seat within the hellfire so this is the, this is the hadith of Mawdu'a and some of the reasons why you find a hadith is Mawdu'a and that's just a general overview of hadith and the categories of hadith in relation to the book itself Sunnah Nabi Dawud Sunnah Nabi Dawud is a book from the Qutb al-Sitta. Now, the book from the Qutb al-Sitta. The six well-known books of Hadith in the Qutb al-Sitta are Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, Sunan Abi Dawud, Sunan Al-Tirmidhi, Sunan Al-Nasai, and Sunan Ibn Majah. These are the books of or the Qutb al-Sitta. And Abu Dawood, Rahimahullah, his manhaj in the book, first and foremost, is that it's a book of Sunan, book of Sunan. And what is meant by a book that is referred to as a Sunan is that the Tartib, the book is put in a specific order. The order of the Abu Abu Fiqh, order of the chapters of Fiqh. And so, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah أشهد أن محمد رسول الله هيا على الصلاة هيا على الصلاة هيا على الفلاح هيا على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله نعم so Sunan Abi Dawood is written or was compiled in Abwaab al-Fiqh in Abwaab al-Fiqh and it begins with Kitab al-Tahara begins with Kitab al-Tahara and then Kitab al-Salaam just as you find in, Abu, in the books of fiqh. 
the majority of the books of fiqh and the books that are narrated or written with fiqh the fiqh abwab begin with kitab tahara now there are only a few there are, there are only a few um, exceptions to this from these exceptions is Mawatta of Imam Malik Mawatta of Imam Malik which begins with what does anyone know? Mawatta of Imam Malik doesn't begin with Kitab al-Tahara Mawakit al-Salah Naam, Mawakit al-Salah The time is of the Salah And Kitab al-Tahara why, why does Kitab al-Tahara proceed? Kitab al-Salah That salah does not begin except with purification. However, like with salah, if it's beraid aniyah, sahiha, naam, a muaqit, sah, istikbar al-kibla. So why tahara? Why tahara? These are all conditions. Naam, tahara is condition. Muaqit al-salah, condition. Naam, istikbar al-kibla, a condition. Aniyah. Naam, correct intention, condition. So why do you find that majority of the muhaddithin in the sunan and the fuqaha and the books of fiqh begin with at-tuhara? Because akrab naam. But it's due to that, the greater amount of masail. Due to the large amount of masail, is given it as whole chapter by itself, tahara. In relation to the other condition of salah, tahara has a larger amount of masail, larger amount of issues that need to be discussed. Now I'm beginning with, for example, wudu, purification of the self, purification of the body, naam, purification of the place where you're praying, purification of the clothing. There are many different issues. So due to the large amount of issues, it has a chapter by itself and, it be, and these books begin with this chapter. And Sunan Abi Dawood is from these books. Now, Abu Dawood, some people narrate or some people regard Sunan Abi Dawood or they name Sunan Abi Dawood Sahih Abi Dawood. Sahih Abi Dawood. Just like they were called Sahih Bukhari. Refer to Sahih Bukhari or refer to Sahih Muslim. However, this uh, name or this tasmiya is not sahih and Allah knows best due to the fact that the manhaj of Abi Dawood was not a manhaj of sihha seeking authentic narrations Abu Dawood did not seek authentic narrations exclusively when compiling his sunan rather he sought narrations specifically that were Narrations which are sought and used as proof in different masail of fiqh. Whether he regarded narrations to be sahih or not. Naam. It's in opposition and this is not as Imam Bukhari or Imam Muslim. It is not their manhaj. It is not the same manhaj of Imam Bukhari or Imam Muslim. Imam Bukhari and his manhaj, he sought hadith sahih. Exclusively sought to compile a hadith which are sahihah likewise Imam Muslim however Abu Dawood he didn't, he's a, he didn't seek a hadith sahihah rather what he was seeking were a hadith which were used as proof for different fiqh issues Naam, 
Likewise, the Tirmidhi. Imam Tirmidhi sought the same thing, sought a hadith, which were a hadith in fiqh. And with the delay that we know that Tirmidhi himself as well, to some extent Abu Dawood, but more to, to a great extent Tirmidhi. What's the delay to those that are aware and have read Sunan Tirmidhi? What's the delay that he did not exclusively seek a hadith sahihah? Imam Tirmidhi, he grades a hadith himself. He mentions some of the grains of the hadith itself. Naam, and when you read other books, it might mention the hadith, Rawahu Tirmadi, Wasahaha. Naam, Tirmadi narrated it, or recorded it, and he declared to be Sahih. Or Tirmadi recorded it, and he, and he said that it's gharib, Now strange, or it's Hassan. So he himself, when compiling it, Rahimahullah, wasn't seeking only a hadith which were Sahih. Rather, he was seeking narrations that were used as proof in fiqh affairs, affairs of fiqh. So, as Sunan Abi Dawood is a book of, or a book that is brought about in the chapters of fiqh. Muslim, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim are not. Rather, they are a book of jami. It's a jami. And a jami is a book of narrations, a book of hadith that are gathered in different chapters or different facets of the deen and not exclusively Abu Abu Fiqh not exclusively pertaining to the Abu Abu Fiqh and the tartib I've mentioned the order that I've mentioned is the Allah most best and most authentic order for the Qutb al-Sitta that we have the Sahihain first and foremost no doubt we have Sahih Bukhari and then Sahih Muslim then after that Sunan Abi Dawood the Sunan of Abi Dawood and it's mentioned that it's at this it has this status now this Makana after the Sahihain due to the narrations the, the, the large amount of Sahih narrations authentic narrations now accepting narrations within it and due to the fact that it has an excellent Tartib Naam, that the ordering of the hadith and the chapters is something which has it on a high, gives it a high status. And this is something that the muhaddithin used to give a lot of attention to as well. The ease of finding narrations within a particular book. And due to the fact that they give so much attention to it, and there's so much importance to it, you find some individuals, the majority, the maghariba of the past, people of the Maghrib of the past they would even regard Sahih Muslim to be before Sahih Bukhari they should regard Sahih Muslim to be before Sahih Bukhari why? because Sahih Muslim was regarded as having a better tartib now the, ord- the ordering of the, of the chapters in the hadith was regarded as being an, in an excellent manner and so due to that they used, they used to give a higher status than Bukhari no doubt Bukhari has a higher status due to the, the strength of the narrations and the conditions of Imam Bukhari however this shows and this illustrates this illustrates the importance of these narrations now the importance of Tartib and so Sunan Abi Dawood likewise is like this that's why it has such a, high, such a high status that this book of Sunnah has such a high status and it differs as you mentioned differs from Bukhari as it's, in the, it's a book of 
many different narrations. Bukhari Rabbi, the book of many different narrations in different chapters. However, the chapters of the Sunan are chapters beginning with the Abwab of Fiqh. And we have other, other types of books of Hadith, for example, Musnad. Naam Hadith, which are Musnada, where they are put in order of the narrators and the change of narration. The Musnad of one of the Sahaba and the Musnad of another Sahaba and the Musnad of another Sahabi, for example. And so this is the difference between each and, each and other types of books of Hadith. And this is just a small, very, very small summarization of Hadith, its sciences, some of the categorizations, and a small understanding of the, the, the book that we're going to be going through, Bi'idnillahi ta'ala. And inshallah, I believe beginning from tomorrow, we'll begin with some of the Hadith from um, Kitab Sunnah, from Sunan Abi Dawood. And we will begin, we'll, we'll be um, studying and going through, selected a hadith. We won't be able to go through each hadith from beginning to end. However, we will try and go through selected a hadith and a hadith which are, no doubt, all beneficial hadith which are of great benefit and a hadith that can be implemented as well. Implemented for us as individuals that are seeking to be from Ashab Sunnah. Yeah. Seeking to be from people of Sunnah. Implementing the Sunnah, implementing the way of Salafiyya, implementing the manhaj of the Salaf. These are narrations that we can take and understand and benefit from, inshaAllah ta'ala. And so this is something that we'll begin with from tomorrow. Bidilai ta'ala. Jazakumul akhirah. Mubarakallahu feekum. Wa sallallahu wa barik ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.